welcome to today's podcast. We have with us Brenda and Charity, and today we are going to be talking about courage and how courage is a principle, but we're going to start with a story. Last summer, Brenda was in tons of fires in the Northern California area. Tell me what you learned. I learned that some people are naturally courageous and some people are dependent. And that is the way we come into this world. And that is okay because they're both needed. During the firestorm that we had in this Northern California came into our neighborhood, we've had several experiences with fires over the last four years. They've all been far enough away where they've been warnings but this time it was in the neighborhood and started just down the street. So waking up at one o'clock in the morning and having no electricity, I looked out our bedroom window and saw the fire fast approaching. We had tremendous winds that were coming from all different areas blowing very erratically. So the threat was real and we have a neighborhood that is quite remote with 11 homes in our area. All the homes were occupied and it was important that we notify all the neighbors so that we all could get out very quickly. So we found shoes, socks, and grabbed what we could in the dark, stumbled out of the house, made phone calls as we were running, and quickly took off in the vehicle away from the fire. We have two openings on our road and we had an opening at that time at the top of the road. So we went up the driveway. Because you live on a mountain. Yeah, we live on a mountain and dirt road and we are covered with trees, heavy vegetation, oak and pine. And as we were driving out, we were verifying the last family was out and everybody was making their way through and we realized that there were horses left in the corral at the bottom of the the street, which weren't ours, but the people that had them there were not able to get to our, our area. So we went into town quickly and found a hotel room that we could stay at, unloaded, and my husband and my son headed right back into the fire to get the horses out. And while they were there, they realized that there were no fire response happening. There was no fire engines. And that we found out later was because several miles down the mountain, Santa Rosa was on fire. And that was a much heavier populated area. And the fire alarm had come in about a half an hour prior to our fire alarm. And so all of our firefighters had evacuated the county to assist with that major fire that was happening down the mountain. So with that going on, there was nobody here to fight the fires. And our 11 homes were at high risk. My husband came through the fire to get the horses out along with my son, and began to do what they could with shovels. And then we had a small tractor. So he jumped on that tractor and he started making rounds around the homes in our area. Anything that had flat enough land for the tractor to be on, he started to had a fire trail. My son was with a rake and a, and a shovel, and they just started to cut. And it got so bad that the heat was pretty intense. And eventually, they were able to save all the homes, but 
at the last ditch with the tractor. And actually, he was driving through the fire and the tires got on fire. And we live right next to a lake on one side and the forest is on the other. So he headed toward the lake with that tractor. And eventually he realized that the wheels were ablaze so badly that he needed to jump off. So um, <laughs> he jumped off the tractor and unfortunately the tractor burned. But then they continued with shovels and brakes. And eventually about 24 hours later, some fire crew did arrive from, I don't know where they came from, out of state and assisted. Eventually we did end up losing the barns. All the houses were saved. And they smelt like smoke, and they were black, and their hair was burned. They had been through the fire. And um, meanwhile, back at the hotel, myself and many of our neighbors were sitting quite comfortably, just hoping that they were being taken care of and that their property was taken care of. When the firefighters came in and the fires basically had been the fire threat had been diminished in our area it left a lot of time for conversation my husband and my sons telling us what had happened and in us showing gratitude for and awe at what they had been able to do and what miracle had transpired because the fire we don't understand how it had not burned the houses, even with three people, because my second son flew in from San Diego and got here in a few hours after he had heard that the family was in trouble. But even with the three of them, quite amazing that the houses weren't burned. And what it took was somebody being courageous, doing what may have seemed like a small thing, but the act had to transpire for, in my opinion, for the miracle to take place. And it allowed for them to have the strength to strengthen themselves and perform what they were needing to do and to go through what they needed to do. And we, as the needy, those that weren't helping, were able to realize that we could rely upon them. And that was comforting to us but also realizing that it wasn't just their hands that happened. The Lord had intervened. It was amazing what had happened. There's one house that was, there's a great huge oak, I don't know, a very, very old oak that's over top of that house. It, three quarters of that house is covered by an oak tree, and underneath the oak tree is brush everywhere. The fire came up to the barn, and all the trees were canopied, were connected. And there's no reason that that house should not have burned. There was no way that they could have stopped that fire because it wasn't a ground fire. It was in the canopy. But it stopped. And it wasn't because my husband or my sons did anything. It was because it was allowed to stop the miracle. Especially if you look at the way the wind was blowing off the lake. It should have burned that house fast and quickly. It burned the barns on both sides of it, but it avoided the house. In that house was a very precious family, a woman and her two children. Her husband was not available. He actually was in prison. And she had been working herself to take care of the children, to pull out of the environment that she had been exposed to for such a long time. 
and she had had trials on top of trials. And that house was her sanctuary. And that house was avoided was a gift for her. And that people had taken the time to help make sure that she was safe along with the miracles that were happening was one experience that we had. So what I loved, that story is incredible. That's an absolute incredible story. You said something that was so profound. Courage preceded the miracle. And if a principle is a timeless truth, then courage preceding a miracle seems to me like it would be a timeless truth too, right? I would say yes. That is part of the plan. It's a proving ground. We're here to prove ourselves, and we need to know when we're supposed to do what we're doing and then have faith that we can accomplish it, put in our part, and then on top of that, the rest comes through. And the principles all tie together. Faith, courage, miracles, or the after effect is miracles. It makes me also think of Florence Nightingale, how much courage she had to leave a wealthy home in England and go and tend to the dying soldiers and sick soldiers. And because of her courage, she saved many, many lives and made those who did not survive comfortable in their last moments of life. And it's amazing what humans can do, what we as mankind are capable just with a spark of courage, right? What transpires beyond that as well. But the courage does, yes. It's amazing that you're pushed to a limit and you find your limits. My son, the one that came down, he's a Marine. And he's asked to do things that are beyond what I would think humans are supposed to do. And they've learned that they are pushed to their limit. Many Marines are pushed in training to a point where they die and they are resuscitated. So they have an opportunity to learn (laughs) what their limits truly are. And as they do that, they become more confident and they can push as they know how hard, learn how hard you can push. And I think that that's a good example of us as well, although we don't want to push ourselves to death, we can push ourselves a lot harder than we probably think we want to. And allowing that to happen allows us to see and grow, see who we are. And in seeing who we are, then we can grow through that and become a better person, become who we want to be. And fear is something that gets in the way of being allowed to do something difficult and I think going beyond the fear, pushing beyond the fear is something that we should do because then we discover who we are. Then we discover who we are. Yes. Bible related Daniel and the lion's den. Do you think he discovered a little bit more who he was when he was willing to go against the king and continue to pray and get thrown into a lion's den and just say, all right, I'll take whatever comes. Can you imagine what he had to do when he sat in there? He had to be at peace, I think, when he entered it. I mean, I think that you can get to a fear level, and then you say, either it is or it isn't. And when you get to that level and you say, I'm not going to be afraid, whatever's going to happen is going to happen, and I'm going to go forward 
in faith. I think, yeah, Daniel was a great example, wasn't he? He was. But we have that today. We have that in Paul. We have that in your work that you do. We have it in Jim, your son. Oh, my goodness. It's amazing. Courage. I think courage is part of who we innately are for many people. Maybe not all, like you said. Some do not have that courage, and it's okay. But if you do, what I've found for myself when I've dealt with really hard things is all the way down deep in my soul. I can literally feel it. I can feel it pull up, and it's almost like a rock inside of me. And it's what gives me the strength to do what needs to be done because of that. It's so innately part of the courage. The courage is. But I think that it's a time and place for it. I think there's sometimes that it's your turn to be courageous, and that sometimes it's not your turn to be courageous. It's your turn to be a participant in a different way. And I think it's important to distinguish between that. And that comes through the feeling. Sometimes you are dependent. And it's not courageous as in there may be a certain courage that comes with trusting another to do what needs to be done. I wouldn't say that being courageous is something you always have to do. It's a time and a place. That's true. (laughs) You're allowed to take a break. You're allowed to inhale and trust another and just kind of close your eyes and say, okay, I need a break. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that. That's a good point. Otherwise we'd die a lot faster. (laughs) Even just trying to save one another. Oh, recognizing there's a time to to stand up to. There's also a time when you feel it. You feel it. This is my turn. And I need to stand. Yes. That is beautiful. The principle of courage is utilized when needed. It is there. It is part of this human experience. And it is such a blessing because miracles come from it. Yeah, really, that's a good synopsis of what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. And so we'll leave with a question. Who do you know? It could be yourself. It could be someone in your family. It could be a neighbor or someone that you watch on TV. Who do you know who has exemplified courage? And what can you learn from them? 